This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> My old man said podcast, it's something for the weekend time. The first ever something for the weekend. When Villa have been resting in European places, European qualification places. Joining me to discuss the game against Nottingham Forest, Mr. Chris Bird, welcome. Hello, how are you? Not too bad. Uh, not exactly in a hammock resting in European places, because... It's a bit itchy, the European Europa Conference League mm. qualification. I'm looking for a bit more comfort in a in a more regular Europa League uh, spot. Expectations have risen since last we spoke on something for the weekend. They have, geez. <laughs> Back-to-back away wins against tricky opposition. And results going our way. And uh, here we All are. All of a sudden. Here we are, here facing, we are indeed. Up, <laughs> facing up at home against the team with the worst Premier League away record. What could possibly go wrong? At Villa Park. We await to see. But uh, if you are new to the show, this isn't the regular show. I think the regular show was episode 232 and then we did a bolt-on episode after the Leicester game because uh, it would have been rude not to. So the way that something for the weekend works is it's basically a catch-up and then a preview of the uh, match ahead. Short, sharp, and we like to begin by condensing the Villa week into a Villa minute. Off you go, Mr. Bird. Villa slingshotted themselves into the European places with a statement week on the road, taking down another manager in the process. It was loser takes 11th as they travelled to Stamford Bridge. Despite possession and chances galore for Chelsea, it was another Ollie Watkins goal on the road that gave them the lead with a clever dink over the keeper. And when a John McGinn Thunderbolt made it 2-0, the Claret and Blue faithful felt the heady heights of the top half and beyond, and a first away win at Chelsea since the dark days of Alex McLeish. Potter was sacked the next day, Ooh. then followed a midweek trip to Leicester, who had dumped their manager in anticipation of Villa's visit. Scared. Another Watkins away goal gave Villa the lead, finishing off a great move involving Louise and Buendia and a questionable handball. Harvey Barnes levelled for Leicester with a great team goal, and at 1-1 at the break, it was anybody's game. Two yellows for Dewsbury Hall turned the tide of the game, but while Villa controlled the game, it felt like it was drifting into a frustrating share of the spoils. But just when you thought the party was over, in from the cold with a beaming Turkish smile and new slick haircut, Mr Maverick himself, Bertrand Traore, whipped in a spectacular winner from 25 yards, another one for his impressive YouTube highlight reel. Cue pandemonium in the away end and a real comeback kid story, exiled by Gerard to the hero of the night as Villa rocketed into seventh place. 
Is Europe a possibility now? The Tricky Trees boasting the worst away record in the Premier League now visit Villa Park with Emery and co looking for nine points in seven days and with more games against the sides around the Villa, the season's intrigue grows and grows. Strap yourselves in, Villa fans. We're going on an adventure. Ooh. I noticed uh, you mentioned still casting shade towards Buendia in a questionable handball. <laughs> it came off his nipple. You know, if you had the right angle, you'd have seen it. It was came... bicep when it was just, it was all bicep. Yeah, it's still, still rattling on about that. <laughs> We'll take it. We've already taken it. At least we can't, it. you can't argue about the winner, though, can you? Jeez. Well, no. Hey, Talk it's... about taking your opportunity. What was it? Two touches, one goal. Who does he think he is? Scott Hogan. Oh, Trore, yes. Yeah, fantastic. I, I need to see a clip of that other touch. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what it, what it was all about. Before we go on, a big shout out to the sponsor of the show, NordVPN. It's a VPN uh, I've personally been using the last three years. If you value your online privacy or if you stream VPNs, as most of you will know, are a must-have. NordVPN boasts to be the v- fastest VPN on the market and... As with all VPNs, can help you save money in terms of like booking flights and travel. And sponsoring the show, they have offered My Old Man Said listeners an exclusive deal as well as over 60% off. You also receive four extra months as well, which is uh, works out like a price of a coffee a month. So if you want to take advantage of the offer, please go to www.nordvpn.com dot com that's n-o-r-d slash moms m-o-m-s to get that exclusive deal and i'll leave the link in the show description and notes thank you very much all right team news well this is actually ahead of emery's press conference because that seems to be uh, running late I don't know if they are late buying their Easter eggs or something. The big question, really, the only question, will Kamara be back in the uh, the squad? Actually, I don't, I don't think it matters, just the way we are coping without him and the fact that we're playing Forrest as well. But bar that, I think it is as is. You look at the table, you know, Villa fans getting excited with obvious reasons. Uh, some people saying, oh, maybe we can make a late run for top four. I think the media has actually been saying that. But not really. I mean... Jed Steer's still out. There's, there is a reason why uh, Emery's putting two goalkeepers on the uh, the bench uh, every game, and and that's basically just to replace Steer in the aggregate, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we've been we've been saying this for a while. It's um, someone had to highlight it publicly, though. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Nobody knew the answer to why is Emery always putting two goalkeepers on the bench, and it's and it was this. Well, there you have it. As clear as day, it's to replace Jed Steer in the aggregate. It's the only only (laughs) explanation. But yeah, once he's back, people, strap yourself in, really, because double seatbelt, because it will be top four, without a doubt, this season or the next. But what a great position to be in, you know, come April. We haven't had it for quite a while, certainly in the Premier League, where you're going into the the final sort of furlong of the season at the business end with something realistic to play for. Well, the interesting thing is, is we've we've got momentum going up. Normally, mm. going back, uh, we kind of tail off, don't we? <laughs> we? We normally fade out. Whether it's under Martin O'Neill and he's he's going for the the Holy Grail of the top four, which really should have done it if he uh, if he was a, as good a manager as we you know we we learned that it, there was a ceiling to O'Neill, and especially in his transfer policy as well. I mean, he did squander money 
kind of money that would have got us over the line. But yeah, normally uh, we're looking good in January and then we fade out. But and March was always, we, you know, O'Neill couldn't win in March. But this is different. It's like we're coming off the the final hurdle or the, the, the bends and we're the one that's galloping sprinting, away. Yeah, we're sprinting for home. There's a, there's a feeling of sort of, a, there's a bit, a bit of a mixture for me. It's There's a little bit of that sort of 10 game winning run, but without the pressure that we have to get over the line. It feels more like that first period when Gregory first came to Villa where you just think, just keep the run going. Let's just see where we end up. We can enjoy the end of the season now. And it, it just feels like our opportunity is so big. Why not just throw the kitchen sink at it? And I think the fans are really buying into it now over the last few weeks. Yeah, the 10-game winning run before, I mean, you know, you have to you have to mention that it was in the championship and we're always punching down there. Mm-hmm. In this respect, it's a hell of a lot harder. And, you know, we, we, we've actually seen... A turn of luck on our side because some of these games, you know, Leicester free header at the start of that game. If that goes in, you know, VAR sometimes can go either way. Chelsea, they had a hat full of chances and we squandered them, didn't they? I'm not convinced that this is Villa playing teams, defeating teams outright. We've had a lot of luck and, you know, thank God it's about time we had some luck. Yeah. And I think you earn it, don't you, by doing the the right things. And Villa have been doing the right things in recent weeks. I think they've learned... a lot from that period of you know the Leicester home game, Arsenal, etc. And Martinez has, has, has been making a lot of decent saves as well. So mm. uh, the basic equation is under Emery, Villa scoring every game. So by default, to beat us, you have to score two goals. But we have the best goalkeeper in the world. So it's quite a good equation in simplistic terms to have in our favour there. And you've probably you've probably got you know Conza and Mings currently playing some of the best football they've ever played at Villa. Forest, any injuries? Many. <laughs> it's more a case of who's not injured, isn't it, for them? I think at the minute. I mean, I don't really know their squad that well because there's so many new bloody players. I mean, they're missing their centre backs, aren't they? The, yeah. Oh, you know, obviously Henderson got injured going back a few weeks. So this is a team that's just patching itself together, and they were looking all right, and then they, they've had a real bad run of injuries. And the problem is, uh, as I detailed uh, on a previous podcast, they have the hardest running. And, you know, the last two games, Wolves, they needed to win that at home, their last home game. And away, if they got a point against uh, Leeds, that would have helped. And now it's it's just a horror show when you look at their fixtures over the next few weeks. So I, I can't see Forrest keeping out of the bottom three. No. But when, when it turns to May, they'll, Forrest will be well established, I think, in the bottom three. Yeah, I just you look at them, you, you look at the teams around them, and they're all getting results here and there, and they all look like they can get a goal. Forest don't. Yeah, I mean uh, the last six games they've drawn two, lost four. Yeah, I, I just think, yeah, there's teams around them who can actually get results against. They've lost their last four away games as well. It's a game that frankly Villa have to be getting the job done in this one, don't they? They've set themselves up so well for the week that really you've, you've got to uh, you've, you'd almost allow the players a couple of days off after this one having had three in seven days and go get the job done against Forest. you can have a couple of days off ahead of Newcastle yeah Forest worst away record as we've already mentioned in the Premier League I mean the goal difference minus 29 from 14 games you know speaks volumes there picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's two ways I think Villa win this. One is kind of a bit nervy, scrappy, getting it over the line. 
And the other one is we score early and we break their backs and we actually address our poor goal difference and get it into which, the positive light. Which which we could probably do with doing if we want to achieve something because you never quite know how much that, you know, if you can get a, the goal difference to a, it, it equates to like a point, that could be pivotal come 28th of May. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it doesn't make that much difference because we're way behind on goal difference compared to the teams mm-hmm. around us. But, uh, I mean, collectively, we'd, we'd have to beat a couple of teams, I think. Uh, but the, looking at some of our fixtures on the horizon, I, I don't think we'll be slamming many teams. Luckily, a lot of those games are against the teams around us, so you'd much rather have the points over them than than the goals. You know, with obviously Fulham to come to Villa Park, Brighton to come to Villa Park on the last day, you've got to go to Brentford in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, yeah, so that's Forest uh, away from Villa's home form. Interesting here. I mean, away from home under Emery, exemplary in it. Since Emery's come into town, the second best in the league, only Arsenal Pippers. Now, here's a funny stat I I noticed when doing my calculations and uh, looking at the the table. Under Emery, our home form is the 10th best in the league. Overall, across the whole season, including Gerrard's results, Villa's home form is the 9th best. What are you saying, David? Emery's dragging us down at Villa Park. (laughs) I'm sorry to break it to you. I always knew I always knew you were Emery out, David. There's, well, there's two there's two paths we can take here. There's two paths we can take. We can either get rid of Emery and sort out the Villa Park home form because you know season ticket holders spend a lot of money, or instead of just demolishing the North Stand and rebuilding it, just demolish Villa Park <laughs> and just say to the Premier League, we want to play all our fixtures next season and for the foreseeable future away from home. We'll play you twice at your ground. Thanks for the points. And I think we'll get in the Champions League that way. No problem. Well, of course we will, because we'll have won the league. Yeah, we'll either come second or win it. I mean, if Arsenal can sustain what they're doing, good luck to them. <laughs> but if they don't, we'll win the league. I know it's the second home to many people, but I don't know. I think it's worth it. Needs must. Needs must sometimes. If it doesn't work out, we'll just rebuild Villa Park in the season after. Worth a try, I think. <laughs> or sack Emery. It's up to you. <laughs> But uh, seriously, uh, I don't know how you can sustain such an away record. It's normally you build your foundation at home. And so this is something that obviously will be itching at Emery and something he'll, he'll need to mm. put right if we're going to do anything in terms of the European places. Because we play a lot of the teams above us actually at Villa Park. Your Brightons, your Newcastles, your Spurs is... Fulham. And uh, Fulham as well. So we, we need to see uh, an improvement in Villa Park form to the extent that we win most of those games, I would say. I think so. And then I think you, you'll find us in, in, a, in a European position. Here's hoping. I just have a feeling it's going to go to the last day. I think I said it in the post-Leicester show. I can, I can sort of see it just manifest in that way that it will come down to the last day and it will be a win or something like that, a positive result to take us into Europe. I think it might be where we are in the European places more so than scrambling in because if United or City win the FA Cup, doesn't that drop that European conference another peg down to eighth? If I'm honest, I'm not sure. It's all pretty... I think it does. The European picture can move around a lot because of other teams though because obviously West Ham are in that conference league, aren't they? So if they were to win it, that would throw a curveball. If Chelsea were to win the Champions League, which at the moment, of course, they don't look like they're going to qualify in the league, that would be another curveball. So you think Lampard's going to do a Di Matteo, do you? Um, I'm going to be probably saying no. (laughs) Well, yeah. So shut up. (laughs) 
<laughs> but there are there's all these there's all these sort of moving parts, and a lot of it revolves around Man United basically, because obviously Man U play Brighton, don't they, in the FA Cup? I believe it's next week actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like, like even if well. Brighton win the FA Cup, then that could uh, alter. Yeah. Forest not very good against Midlands teams. They've uh, failed to win any of their last nine Premier League games against sides from the Midlands. Drawn two, lost seven. In the Premier League, and also, Forest, we normally do well. They've been in the Championship when we've been shit, so that helps our statistics. This is one team that actually uh, we, we rack up pretty well in terms of top tier recently. Forest have just won just one of their 11 meetings with Villa, and that was uh, a 2-0 win at Villa Park back in 1994. Yeah, I think it was that one when we played them. If I'm right in saying it, it was just after the Inter Milan win, and we played them soon after and lost. It was around that time. But Villa did only use one of the championship matchups. We won three. We lost with the last kick of the game to them, didn't we? Yeah, won In three, the three, two, well lost one, and the the loss was at the city ground. And then yeah, before that... The draws were crazy games at Villa Park, weren't they? they were, there was the five all, of course. And then before that, we were eight games unbeaten against them in the top tier. So this is a game we we we, we got to win. I mean, there's there's no kind of messing uh, about that. In terms of the threats, the threat meeting, well, it's who's fit really from uh, from a forest yeah. point of view. It's hard enough putting together and you know, you have to have sympathies with Steve Cooper and Forrester. It's hard enough putting together what is essentially over 20 new players into a team and Struggle at the start of the season, got things going, and then their injuries have been so bad that he's trying to formulate a team that got some momentum and a bit of togetherness. And then when you're losing your, you know, the core of that team, then you've got problems. I mean, for me, I would say the only real threat is Johnson. Brennan Johnson. It, it kind of depends on who's uh, who's available because sometimes he's been playing as the lone striker, but normally he should be on the right hand side, wide midfield, shouldn't he, or, or right hand side behind the behind the front man. Yeah, but obviously Chris Wood is injured, isn't he? I believe. Yeah. So Gibbs White's been playing sort of down the middle. Yeah. Emmanuel Wood. Dennis has been injured as well, so it'll be interesting to see if he's in the squad or not. Because when you look at their away formations, and I'm, I'm looking at their recent games against Leeds, uh, Tottenham, West Ham, I mean, they got beat 4-0 by West Ham, 3-1 by Spurs, 2-1 by Leeds. They played like four at the back, then th- a three in front of that, and then 2-1. But you look at the lineups, and you know, you've got Shelby, who uh, didn't start against Leeds. I mean, we've got AU's brother as well. He's on the bench. I don't know. He's just kind of a spent force, isn't he? Famous last words. It, it looks like, with the injuries, it looks like a championship team, doesn't it? Famous last words. Res, res, <laughs> respectfully, yeah, it kind of does. It's, it must be so you know, disruptive. A, you're bringing in loads of players and you're kind of trying to work out well, who you can trust. And you just, as you said, you're sort of patching a team together all through the season. And they had little upturns, didn't they? But I think that was when they, were, they got themselves settled and then... Yeah, just, then you know, then you like you're icing on the cake. Players like Lingard, you know, they're in, injured as well. So it, it's kind of poor luck. You know, four four of their defence are out. Henderson's out. You've got Yates, Lingard out, Wood out. Beyond Gibbs, White, and Johnson, uh, there's not really much. I, I like Navas, uh, the keeper. I'm, I'm surprised he's. Uh, I mean, I watched. A, I've watched a bit of Forest, and uh, he's actually equipped himself really well. I just thought I didn't know if it's one of those keepers that has, can have a good World Cup, but he's done well at Madrid. 
since his World Cup heroics uh, going back a few years and uh, he's actually uh, he's been all right and it's kind of quite an inspired uh, move to get him in. Mm. It's when your back four is just being so disrupted. I think that's got to be difficult for a newly promoted side. You need that stability at the back, really. Yeah, and that's the big thing. So uh, I think keep Johnson in shekels and we should be all right here. It's just how negative will Forrest go to kind of eke out a point or try mm-hmm. to eke out a point and catch us on the break with Johnson. But the, the refreshing thing is, I think Villa now can break teams down if they sit there in banks of, you know, low block, two banks of four. We can. We've got enough nows and uh, we've got the expendables to throw on if, you know, five minutes to go, it's not working out. And it just feels like a team that has momentum. There's a real belief that we go into games thinking we can can win this one. We don't fear anyone. Yeah, we're not getting frustrated as easily as we used to. And, you know, we've got players like Buendia, Traore, you know, even Bailey that can offer up something out of nowhere. Just something unpredictable. And while the likes of uh, Bailey are frustrating because sometimes they're unpredictable, in these situations, you know, it gives you a chance. And Watkins, as we know, can score from lost causes. So there's always a there's always a chance with uh, Villa now. So that's what I mean. I hope we get the early goal and we can express ourselves and have a good Saturday day out, hopefully in the sun. But if it gets to a war of attrition, I think we've got enough uh, about us to uh, see them off and yep. put them in real trouble. Uh, you know, I want Forrest to stay up when you look around. The, the team's in the in that relegation battle, which is a ridiculous situation, by the way. It's great to be not a part of it. <laughs> yeah, at least we're battling on the front that we want to be. Yeah. yeah. Of course, this time last year, we were just hoping the season would hurry up and end, weren't we? Well, there was a essence of this season was all about next season, but not anymore. But yeah, when you look at the, uh, the relegation battle, I mean, from Palace down... That's three points. Palace are three points off the relegation zone. And then you've got from Wolves to Bournemouth, there's just one point separating five teams there. And all those teams are all starting to play each other now. So you've got these really big, genuine six-point games. So there is a big carrot for Forrest because if they can pull off a miracle win against Villa, that's a huge win it's you know when their their fans will be looking at this fixture they'll be thinking yeah we're not going to win that against the uh, you know this villa team in form but that's the thing every game for those teams that, that's what makes them all tricky opposition and i kind of prefer to be playing the likes of spurs newcastle brighton brentford i've got to admit than uh, those teams down there but i'll take uh, i'll take the forest game as a home team, that is probably the easiest game you're going to get. And famous last words completely, but statistically it is. It's not looking good for them. With that said, Mom's pulls panel result. Home win. It's got to be home win. Has to yeah. be a home win. Right then, I think we should get ready for the potential nine points in one week. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans